listening to Food for Thought, a series that takes a bite into food-related stories from the Auckland Library's Heritage Collections and beyond. It's a recipe for good listening. In this entree snippet, we hear the voice of Helena Attire, Nee Corbin. Helena was born in 1911, the youngest daughter of Henderson's pioneer winemakers Asid and Najibi Corbin. Here she records the list of fresh produce grown by her mother, including some of the special ingredients needed for Lebanese cooking. My mother was a great gardener. She loved planting things and whatever she put in the ground always grew. So everybody used to say she had green fingers. Um, Her vegetables were beautiful. Once she had a cabbage growing, that was, it was huge. So she thought she'd put it in the local show and she won the prize for it. She used to grow carrots, parsnips, lettuce, onions, radishes, beans, cucumbers, marrows, yeah, corn, tomatoes. She had the seeds from Lebanon for the tomatoes because they were huge tomatoes. In those days, you could bring seed in without having to declare it. And for years, she kept taking the seed out of the tomatoes and replanting every year. She used to have beautiful crops. What else was there? Watermelons, pumpkin. She had just about every known vegetable growing in her garden, and it was a great success. And we lived off the vegetables that were growing in the garden. Didn't worry about going to the shop and buying them. Oh, we grew potatoes, silver beet, parsley, mint. Um, Well, we had sage growing. We had thyme. What else was there? The spring onions. We had all that. There was hardly a vegetable that she didn't grow. And then with the surplus that came out of the garden, we used to load it up into a handcart and go around the district selling it. And I can remember quite clearly going with my brothers up to Tui Glen to Mr Brooks's and selling the vegetables up there. Also, we used to make butter. And I used to help Mum with the churning of the butter and she would pat it up and we would wrap it up in the butter paper and we'd go around and sell that. And we sold eggs because mum had poultry and there were quite a number of other things that we, we sold. And my mother grew tomato plants and they were so strong and healthy that people would come to buy from her and they wouldn't buy from the nursery. And I remember once mum having a vegetable store up on the veranda of the cellar and she had all the counter decorated with all these different vegetables. And I clearly remember one day when my mother was resting on the couch in the kitchen and she saw a man coming. She said, you better go out and see what he wants. And halfway across the yard I met him and I, I said, what can I do for you? He said, I want to buy some banadura. And I said, what do you know about Banadura? He said, I know, that means tomatoes. And he said, your mother taught me. 
the tomatoes of Banadura in Arabic. There was nothing that she planted that didn't grow. It always grew. She always made it a matter of prayer before going out to work in the garden to, to pray and ask the Lord to bless the soil and bless the seed that was going to be planted. That recording was made in 2003 in an interview with Karina Miki and can be found in the Auckland Library's Heritage Collection. track we hear the voice of Alice Palmer who recalls her family's Christmas dinner and mentions a very special addition to the Christmas pudding. I was just going to um, ask you what are your memories of Christmas? Oh Christmas was fun. In the Marsden house we had a spare room where nobody went into except Nana when she came to stay but when Nana wasn't there Dad would get a tree, a Christmas tree, good old pine, and it'd be propped up in our spare room. And we kids would decorate it up, you know, all sorts of decorations. And um, people gave each other presents, but they all went under under the Christmas tree. Well, ours didn't. You did. You saw them. You feel them. Wonder what this is. And we used to get a lot of presents. Mm. from aunts and cousins, uh, nothing, I don't think anything very expensive. No. Ch- generally from mother a new pair of pants or a new yeah. nightgown or something. That would be a present. Yeah. Did you have that too? Yes. yes. There was never very much money yeah, spent on it, no. No, no, that Christmas is, and um, when we were in Marston, oh, Christmas dinner was always a great treat. I think we must have had bonbons, and I think we might have, but we had paper hats, so we Mm. must have had bonbons, and we always had the uh, leg of lamb and mince sauce, baked vegetables, and our mother would cook a proper plum pudding, Mm. and in those days, lots of people put thrifty pieces in it. But my, my mother had little china dolls. I don't know where they came from. There's no sharp edge on them. They were made to put into Christmas cakes. Somebody gave me one about 10 years ago that they'd kept. And these little china dolls would be poked into the, into the Christmas pudding. And I think in the better days, when Dad was better off, he'd put a bit of brandy or something on top of the pudding or something. But um, I don't remember liquor at all. We had wine. We might, as we were getting older, have a glass of wine on our birthdays or Christmas Day. And I can't remember my father coming home from work and sitting down and drinking beer or anything. Mm. And he'd come home and and uh, well, when we were so hard up, he didn't waste any money on, couldn't waste money on anything like that. That snippet from Alice Palmer was recorded in 2018 with Philippa Templeton for the Life Stories and Careers project. It's available in our oral history collection. In 2014, 
Sue G interviewed Connie Kum for the oral history project from Guajong to Aotearoa. In this final track, we hear Connie talk about celebration Chinese foods and the meaning the different food represents. Food, Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year, you have a special banquet. You know, Chinese New Year banquets, celebrating Chinese New Year. You have the foods. The foods themselves are just ordinary kind of foods, I suppose. But when you use the Chinese um, name to that food, it's supposed to be lucky or happy, like you have halsey, which is dried oyster, and it's like um, dried oyster is halsey, halsey. So you're good doing good things. Um, fat choy is that black seaweed. Is that black seaweed? Halsey is that a translation? Halsey is an oyster. Halsey. Is an oyster is halsey. It's just slightly, well, it depends upon, it depends upon how you speak your dialect, I suppose. But you see, they're saying it's halsey. So a person is doing something that's good, halsey. And a lettuce, which is sang choy. Sang choy. So that's um, very productive, isn't it? Sang choy. What's another one? Um, jutai. I don't quite know what jutai is. Oh, you're going going forward fast, I guess. Um, what's, choy, what's the translation for walnuts? Walnuts. Hapol. 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 Chinese think they're good for the brain, don't they? Hup hole. Yeah. Um, because when you look at a walnut, it looks like it looks like a brain, doesn't it? Um, Ginkgo is supposed to be good for the brain too, because of the shape. I, I, I don't know the Chinese use that one, but um, well, they do. They use the ginkgo nuts, don't they? They and that's supposed to be very wholesome. But the ginkgo tree, European culture, they say, oh, it's shaped like that, uh, but it is supposed to be good for memory. I mean, I've heard it on a herbal TV, on a show, they're talking about using herbs. If you have a ginkgo tree, you just grab those, grab the leaves and um, crunch it, fuse it into into a teapot, and you've got ginkgo. Ginkgo tea, and ginkgo tea is good for brain memory. I should drink lots of it. <laughs> I and, need to. Um, at a dinner, uh, noodles are often served towards the end of the meal. What's that? Oh, about? yeah, long life, long life, long life. And the Malaysian style, I believe, they, they do a right like a shabu shabu, which is a whole pile of noodles. Have you seen that? A whole pile of noodles mixed with seafood, and they get it and they, and they um, serve it by pulling the, getting the noodles, the chopsticks, and pulling up as high as they can. The higher you can, the longer the life. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an interesting one, which I've only known about in the last 10 years or so, I mm. suppose. Yeah, well, that's Noodles is Long Life, which is tradition, of course, for birthdays. So you have to have a noodle dish. You can visit the Food for Thought exhibition at Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Auckland Central City Library, from the 28th of September to the 31st of January 2021. It's a feast from Auckland Library's heritage collections, rare books, manuscripts, menus, posters and oral histories. The exhibition celebrates the role food plays in family belonging and culture with stories of Auckland life from kitchen table to restaurant banquet. No mai haere mai, no reservation required. <laughs>